Moto America fans, it's time for another episode of Off Track with Carruthers and Bice. You'll laugh, you'll cry, and you may even learn something from this unlikely pair and their special guest. The mic is yours, Paul and Sean. Hello, Moto America fans. This is Paul Carruthers, and this is our weekly podcast, Off Track with Carruthers and Bice. As always, I'm joined by Sean Bice. He's a little bit east of me. We promise not to talk about the weather anymore, so I can't <laughs> ask him how the weather is. I'm going to have to look it up myself, which is going to add another chore to my day, Sean. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, good. So today we've got Teague Hobbs on the line. And I, I, he's got some exciting news. Actually, it's not news anymore because we leaked it out already and, and the press release went out. So it's not news anymore, but... Teague Hobbs will be racing a Suzuki GSX-R750 for the Vision Wheel M4 X-Star Suzuki team in the 2023 Moto America Supersport Championship. Now, this is a pretty cool deal for him. He's been with us for a while. He raced Junior Cup, and then the last three years, he's been in Twins Cup. And in those three years, he finished ninth in the championship in 2020, had his best year in 2021 when he was fourth in the championship and also won a couple of races. And then last year, he was seventh in the championship, um, and he had some second places, but no victories. But uh, he, he's been around a while. He's one of our favorites. He's uh, he's a nice kid. He's always uh, happy-go-lucky around the paddock, and obviously, he's got a lot of talent and rides a motorcycle really well. So this will be his first season of super sport racing, which is kind of a big step from Twins Cup. He elected to go to Twins Cup from Junior Cup, which a lot of our guys are uh, seem to be doing now. Uh, but this will, like I said, will be his first season of super sport and we're looking forward to seeing how he will do. Obviously the team believes in him, and, uh, they're usually pretty good about picking out talent. So Teague, uh, how are you this morning and how excited are you about the, the prospect of 2023 and, and the new team and the new class and the new bike and all that new stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Good morning, guys. I'm, uh, I'm doing good this morning. Uh, another day in, uh, you know, sunshine state, but, uh, you know, I'm over the moon about this opportunity. I'm, I'm really excited. You know, it's ever since I started racing my entire, my, my whole goal looking forward, I, I just wanted to be a full-time super sport racer, you know, on a, on a, on a big team. And, uh, you know, I, ever since being a little kid going to the AMA races, I was watching guys like Martin Cardenas, you know, Elena Myers, Corey West, Dane Westby, you know, they're all, all battling out on, in the super sport class and uh it, you know i just yeah this is this is huge so for my family you know for me for all the people behind me um the companies that help me out it's it's uh it's a big deal for all of us because you know we put in so much effort and uh so much sacrifice to make it happen and uh it, it feels really good to uh go into the start of the year knowing you know we're kind of there you know obviously there's there's goals beyond that you know I want to win a championship. You know, I want to win some races. I want to put up some performances. But, uh, you know, you kind of got to sit and smell the roses a little bit. And uh, it feels really good to be in the, the position I am this year. You know, Teague, I really loved what you wrote on your Facebook page. Uh, you said something about since you were eight years old or eight years old, you remember looking at that, uh, well, the team hammer team which is now vision wheel m4 x star suzuki but you looked up to them and 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 kind of had a goal that you wanted to race for that team is is that correct yeah yeah it, it's i mean 
I used to go to Daytona when my dad was racing and, uh, you know, just watch that team operate and, you know, always get the autographs from their riders. And, uh, it was just like, man, you know, that's, that's the dream. So to, uh, you know, to be having those conversations with the Ulriches about riding for them this year and, and, you know, to make it all come together. It's, it's a dream come true, truly. You know, it's really cool Teague, about how many riders come from, well, I mean, Northeast, let's say Northeast, but, and right. I know South Southeast has got a, a lot, a lot in the West, but it's amazing how many from like literally New Hampshire. I know I, I go way back to a guy named Gerald Rothman who raced for Yoshimura Suzuki. Uh, he was a club racer at Loudoun years ago. And, and then of course, David Sadowski, who, you know, won the Daytona 200 a, a, a while back um, and, and has since unfortunately passed away. But, um, you know, you got, you got Ben involved and, and you, um, Shane Narbonne kind of in and out a little bit with us, but um, you and Ben have been involved a lot. And it, it's, it's quite a legacy, isn't it? About, about that area, that, track and where you grew up yeah yeah it's really cool um you know guys like pj jacobson i know he's from the new york area um james Raspoli grew up in new hampshire yep. a little bit um obviously ben glotty uh he's from new hampshire with me and we grew up racing together and you know I, it was it was great to be his teammate last year in twins cup that was really cool for us um but now now uh you know, the guys up at uh, NEMRR, the local race series up there in Loudoun, New Hampshire, um, and Penguin Racing School, Eric Wood and John Grush, they're, they're kind of bringing, you know, some kids some kids into the series and, uh, you know, mentoring kids throughout the whole process, all the way from, you know, novice racers to professional, you know, Moto America goers. So it's really cool what they're doing. They're bringing a lot of kids from the Northeast, you know, to the, to the top stage. And, and that's awesome. That's what the sport needs. And, uh, it's really cool to be a part of it and uh yeah it's just just a good deal now now take us through this announcement a little bit because you know honestly um suzuki threw us a little bit of a curveball when they put out that release and we had talked to you and you were thinking that the your announcement was going to be made that day so when the release came out um paul and i were talking about it and i was surprised that they only mentioned uh, initially the two kind of incumbent riders in Tyler Scott and Richie Escalante. Right. And I only knew from you that you were going to be announced. So I, it was a little, it threw us off because it was, you know, you could, if you read between the lines, you thought, well, is this it? And, you know, it's <laughs> never been that for, for that team. They've always seemed to have a couple of super sport riders, a couple of, um, of uh, super bike riders and even twins cup riders in the past for them. So when, when the release came out about you and Tony, um, I mean, I guess I knew it was coming, so I wasn't going to say I was relieved, but um, did they tell you it was going to be this kind of two-step process or were you not sure how the announcement was going to be put out? Uh, I knew the general time frame when announcements were going to take place. You know, I, I knew it was going to be that, uh, you know, Tuesday to Thursday of last week. Um, I thought I was going to be announced on uh, Monday or Tuesday, I believe. And then I saw the announcement, you know, Tyler Scott, Richie Escalante, that re-signed with the team. And um, and then, then I got notified, you know, hey, we're doing a separate announcement for you and our other rider. Um, but it, it was awesome, I mean, to be announced with, obviously, Tony Elias coming back to the Superbike Series. That was, that was really cool. Um, you know, I think that's huge for the team and that's, that's big for Suzuki. And it's, it's really cool to see that guy, you know, come out of retirement after a few years and, you know, go race with guys like 
Bobier coming back to the series, you know, uh, Heron, Gagne. It's going to be cool to watch. But, um, no, it was, it was cool to get announced with him. And uh, I just, looking back on it, you know, one announcement was for the riders coming back for the season. And one announcement was for, you know, newcomers. So it makes sense. And it's kind of cool that you get announced with a world champion because yeah. there's yeah. people like in Europe, for example, that might not have read the release or looked at the release if it wasn't for the fact that Tony was in it. So it's kind of a good thing and a bad thing, but I think it's more of a good thing. Yeah, I got a, I got announced with a guy who beat Rossi. You know, not many people can say that. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> hey, did you know that Tony was going to be joining, rejoining the team beforehand ahead of time? I didn't. No, wow. no, that's yeah. wild. And uh, yeah, so the deal, the deal with Team Hammer uh, came together pretty recently. So um, yeah, I, I had no idea. But, cool. So tell us just real quickly about um, sort of the process. And I, I want to go back a little bit because you've established some groundwork with, um, well, I'm going to say Team Hammer, although it's, you know, the team, that's the, the kind of organization behind it. But I know that Team Hammer builds, leases, sells bikes. I mean, obviously, Team Hammer is involved in this this thr electronic throttle thing with uh, the GSXR 750. So they they have a lot going on from that realm too. But you've had a relationship, I'm going to say, with Team Hammer for quite a while, and and with John and with Chris. And did that lead to this situation this year with this being on the team? Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um... So the, the first first year in Twins Cup, I rode a Team Hammer built uh, Suzuki SV650. And it was actually the bike that Alex Dumas won the Twins Cup championship on. And, uh, you know, being able to ride that bike, I was able to build a little bit of a relationship with uh, Chris and John Orch and, and Team Hammer. And um, that's kind of what started it all, you know. Um, a few years on that bike. I, I love, I love that motorcycle and it taught me so much about how to ride a bike and uh, working with them was awesome. You know, they're, they're top tier team. So, uh, you know, coming into this season, they know a little bit about me. I know a little bit about them. Uh, I, I love the Suzuki. Uh, they know what I can do on a Suzuki and, and you know, I don't think I'd be in the position I am today. You know, if it wasn't for, you know, pulling the trigger and working with them a few years ago. Okay, so let's look at this Twins Cup uh, career a little bit, because in 2020, as I mentioned earlier, you finished ninth in the championship. Then 2021, you kind of had a breakout season and you finished fourth in the championship. But like I said earlier, uh, also, is you won some races. And then last year, it, you didn't you didn't continue to improve. You slipped to seventh in the championship. Now, I know there was there's some circumstances that led to that. What what? In summary, what kind of happened last year that didn't keep you on that same path? Uh, so the year started out really good. Uh, Daytona, we were on the podium. Atlanta, we were on the podium. You know, we are fighting for wins. And uh, and then the fourth race of the year at Road America, I got hurt, unfortunately. And that just set the next you know one or two rounds back. You know, I, was, I was riding in a little bit of pain. I couldn't really find myself on the bike again. Um, we were dealing with a few issues, um, you know, as far as making the bike work with me instead of against me. Um, but then th that set us back in the championship. And at the end of the year, the last two or three rounds, we started to figure it out again and started getting back to those, those results, you know, fighting for wins, 
um, in the top three, in the top five. And, uh, it was good. It just, unfortunately, that midseason lull didn't do us too good for championship standings. Teague, have you ridden the bike yet, or have you ridden a Suzuki GSX-R750 yet? I've got I've got a bunch of time on a GSX-R600 uh, that was Team Hammer built. Um, so Scott Bryady, uh, one of my, you know, he's like like a father to me, but uh, he he had a Team Hammer built GSX-600, um, Chris Ulrich, and I got a chance to ride it a bunch in 2021, and uh, so I, I kind of understand the Suzuki how it works, uh, but luckily back in what was that? early October at the Wera GNF race, I got an opportunity to ride team hammers, GSXR 750, uh, for four or five laps. And man, it was amazing. You know, I got on the bike and it reminded me of my SV and, uh, it's a feeling, feeling I've missed all year, you know, the, the front end feel on those bikes and how they handle is, you know, second to none. And, uh, yeah, I got off the bike. I gave it back to Chris. He goes, how do you like it? I said, it's perfect. <laughs> and he says, I know. And he walked away with the bike. <laughs> that sounds like Chris. Just that look on his face. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it was uh it, it was really cool to ride that bike. And you know, my immediate feeling while riding it was, man, I I can go win some racing races on this thing exactly how it is. And and that was that was huge, you know. And you you can't say that a lot about you know, you jump bike to bike everyone's just a little bit different, but, you know, I jumped on this bike I'd never ridden before and, you know, someone else's setup. And, uh, immediately I said to myself, you know, I can win on this thing. And that was huge, huge confidence booster going into this super sport season. That's cool. How, how well do you know your teammate, Tyler Scott? Uh, actually, I, I don't really know him too well. He's, uh, I know he's from Pennsylvania, which isn't too far from me, right? but, uh, we've, we've really never met. And, um, I, I think we're kind of similar in a way, you know, I, I try to be sociable at racetracks, but 80% of the time I'm just trying to lock in and focus on what I have to do. And I, I think he's more or less the same. Um, but yeah, no, I, I'm sure testing coming up shortly, I'll, I'll be able to meet him, get to know him. And, uh, I, I think I saw a post he's down here in Florida training a little bit, but, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to get to know him and working together. You know, that's funny T. you, uh, that's a very apt description. You guys are kind of similar. He, he's a, he's a little bit reserved. Um, but if you talk to him, you know, he's got, he's got a fire that burns in him, obviously on the track. And you can see when he's off the track and we know that about you, but you're the same way. You're, you're fairly reserved, but you're always very friendly to fans and anybody else. And Tyler's the same way too. You just have to, you have to talk to him. It's, it's, it's no big deal, but um, I think there's a smoldering in both you guys. It's kind of interesting. It's, it'll be fun to see how you guys work together on things. So um, do you think it's going to be a situation where you guys will share, share things back and forth? Um, I'm, I hope so. Uh, yeah. You know, he seems like a nice kid. Like I said, I've never met him, unfortunately, but uh, he, he you know, comes off as kind of similar guy to me. So uh, right. hopefully we can work together a little bit. And what he did in his rookie season in super sport was, was amazing. So, I'm hoping I can I can replicate that, but uh, I mean I'm sure he learned a ton last year, and uh, hopefully we can work together and share a little bit of knowledge, and you know that that'll move us both forward. 
Yeah, and you mentioned testing. Now, I don't think we're we're sharing anything that's too incredibly top secret, but I know that um, Attack Performance has, has kind of set up a series of tests at Button Willow this offseason, and they've invited any any and every team that wants to go out there and test. And I do know from uh, working recently a little bit with Kaylee Yakov that she's going to be going out to Button Willow early February, and I think she's participating in that test as well. So since obviously you need to get on the bike and ride it, and I would imagine Tony's got to get on his super bike um, are you guys going to be going to that test at Button Willow in early February? Uh, I'm not too sure. I haven't been given any testing details as of right now. Um, okay. I know Daytona's coming up in, I mean, what do we got? Six weeks left. So, uh, I don't know. I'm assuming in the next two or three weeks, you know, we'll be going somewhere. Not, not sure where that is or, or when that is, but, uh, you know, like you said, got to get on the bike once before the season. Hey Paul, I couldn't I couldn't even catch him. I, I don't know if he actually knows or he doesn't know, but at least he wouldn't say anything. So right. <laughs> I was awesome. thinking, I was thinking when you were talking about how quiet or, or pretty quiet Tyler is and, and also Teague, it's gonna be an interesting truck because they're gonna have two guys speaking Spanish and two guys not really speaking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you got a pretty good chance of learning Spanish because you can just sit there and absorb it all. Yeah, this is true. Google Translate is going to be my best friend. There you go. So let's talk. You're obviously doing the Daytona 200, and that'll be your first, I guess, race on the bike. Is that right? Is that that that's got to be an important race for for a kid like you, right? I mean, it's got some prestige, and it's back, and Moto America's doing it, and it's and it's growing. Is that is that a race you're excited for? Yeah, yeah. I'm man. Daytona is super important to me. Uh, I used to I used to grow up going to the Daytona 200 with my dad and his friends and they would always do it every year. And, uh, it's just a really cool race, you know, um, we got 10 rounds in the Moto America series and they're all pretty similar. You know, you got two races for, you know, each premier class and, uh, no pit stops or anything, but Daytona, you know, they're throwing a 57 lap race at you. You get to go around the track for 200 miles. So, um, you got pit stops, um, you got more crew, it's just just different, you know, and it's it's really cool. I think Daytona's probably one of my favorite tracks in the whole country, and I've got a lot of time there, so I'm really looking for, forward to that race. Um, you know, I was able to – I was racing with Sean Kelly when he did it for Team Hammer a few years ago, and uh, I'm really looking forward to riding around that place on a Suzuki. So it, It's also probably in many in many ways it's probably a good thing – to get that Daytona 200 under your belt, get a lot of miles, but yet not have it actually count for the championship. So if you know right. if you don't have a good week, or if you spend the week learning or whatever, at least it doesn't. You know, you still go to Atlanta with a fresh start. Right, right. I mean, like you said, there's no points involved, so there's not too much to lose. But you know, there's a half decent payout at the end of the race that we're trying to go for. <laughs> That's true. Hey Teague, so. Um... You, I want to clarify something uh, for people that may or may not know, um, and I know I've joked with you about this in the past. So the former crew chief for Cameron Bobier from a few years ago, Rick Hobbs, uh, is from the Yukon, and he uh, is our race director now. And I know you've talked to him. I know he's not your father. So when you mention your father, racing, <laughs> it's not Rick Hobbs, but, but I do want to ask you about your dad and it's only, this is kind of a little bit for my own benefit. So for the listeners, sorry, yeah. you guys, I got to digress for a minute here. 
I, just because I, I grew, you know, I lived for quite a while in that area as, as Paul probably gets sick of me talking about, but there were a lot of riders that raced in the Loudon Road Racing Series. And I, I don't, I, I can't say that I remember your dad's name um, or Hobbs, but uh, you know, did he race with guys like Mark Smith or Scott Greenwood or Charles Schwinnard yeah, or those guys? Yeah. He actually went to high school with Scott Greenwood and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they grew up uh, having like a little, a little feud because you know, one thought their dirt bike was faster and the other thought their dirt bike was faster. But uh no, yeah, they, uh, my dad just did local club, club scene stuff, um, in the lightweight classes. And, uh, he just, you know, he did it for fun and he was taking me to the track when I was two years old. So, um, but yeah, no, him and Scott Greenwood, they, they go way back and, uh, Scott's a great guy. You know, I, I talk to him every time I go up there and, uh, he, he's, he's a good dude. You know, I think that's probably why I didn't know. Cause it's funny. I forget. And I, I, mentioned this to you recently I, it kind of is amazing to me that you're you're only 20 years old i mean it seems like we've known you and you've been racing yeah, for I feel, a while so when i, I asked you the other day how you know and i should have known it but i asked you how old you were and when you said 20 i was like and you're right i mean i think of scott greenwood honestly as being a kid who was kind of young <laughs> when he started winning at loudon but yet he had an older brother billy who i know um right. but these guys like mark smith and those guys are are like Shane Narbonne is probably is Shane Narbonne around your dad's age? No, no, yeah. he's probably. I think my dad, he's about to turn fifty. I think Shane's in his low thirties. Okay, uh, right, Shane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's aged yeah. him twenty years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I just turned twenty a few weeks ago, and it was it's kind of heavy hitting. Like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm getting old. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's heavy hitting for us too. So I want to ask you about, I don't think, let me, let me, let me phrase this the right way. And I think, you know, where my heart is, so I'm not going to misstep with this. Or if I do, I think, you know, where I'm going. Um, I want to talk to you about your writing. You are a go-getter. I don't know if I want to go so far as to say you're an aggressive writer, but you uh, race to win. Let me put it that way. Um, Always have. And it's served you well in your career. Um, how would you describe your racing? Do you, is that is that pretty accurate? Uh, I just someone just asked me this a few days ago. Um, I describe it as you know when I'm alone, say in qualifying or practice, or you know if I happen to be riding alone in a race, you know I I, I try to ride as smooth as I can. But when an opportunity arises in a race, you know, when someone leaves a door open or it's the last few laps and they've been holding you up in one sector, you're better in the other. I'll take every opportunity I can to get in front of them. Um, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, Robin's racing, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it is all part of it. And I mean, that that's how you get to the front. And, you know, I know it's the fans love it we we know we love it wayne rainey loves it when the guys mix it up and and get make things happen And the super sport class is a pretty intense class it proved to be last year with the riders that were in it and the riders are going to be in it this year um I'm, and twins cup for sure is that way and i think you've you've obviously experienced a lot of that those guys absolutely go for it too but you know su- super sports another level up from there so i'm sure you know um 
it's going to be a challenge for sure. Um, even, even against your teammate. Um, and you've got Chabi Flores from, you know, Europe coming over to race on it, on that Ducati V twin. that has been proven. Um, you know, obviously Josh Hayes is, is going to be coming back and he's going to be trying to break that record that he's tied with Miguel Duhamel on at 86 all time wins. So the class is stacked and, you know, it's cool that you're going to be in with the, that group. Um, you must be absolutely licking your chops to, to get out there and, and mix it up with these guys, aren't you? You scared him now, Sean. No, I think I got him. <laughs> I, I think he's going to run through a wall now. Do I have you motivated, Teague? <laughs> no, you're, you're good. I uh, <laughs> So I work with my dad and my brother, and, uh, man, I, I hear it, you know, 14 hours a day about, all these crazy guys I'm about to be going, you know, racing. And, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm used to it. I mean, at this point, nothing really phases me. I just keep, keep on my grind and, you know, keep, keep doing what I got to do. But, uh, no, there's, there's a lot of talent coming to the super sport class this year. Um, it's really cool. You know, Ducati for the past few years has been bringing European riders over to ride their super bike and, uh, you know, for them to be, bringing a, a, a European guy over to ride super sport. That's, that's pretty cool. If you ask me, but uh, yeah, going against Josh Hayes. I remember it's like two or three years ago, my first run at the Daytona 200, I in qualifying or something, I went across the start finish line with Josh Hayes to my right and Danny Eslick to my left. And we we're all, you know, almost touching shoulders. And, <laughs> you know, I was, when I was 17 years old and I, was, I had to pull in you know I was shocked those those guys were my you know my idols growing up and I just went across the stripe at 170 miles an hour with them and uh but no I luckily started to be a little bit more sociable and started to get to know some guys that I'm racing against so I think uh you know that big weight on the shoulders racing against these guys it's it's been getting a little bit lighter you know the more 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 racing I do so another thing I want to ask you about, I will, in out of respect for uh, Vision Wheel M4 X-Star Suzuki, not mention the brand, but I know in recent times you have been on a 1,000cc bike a couple of times, including up at Loudoun, which is a crazy big bike to be riding around that track. But um, but I, I, I thought maybe you were going to make the step up, the move up to Stock 1000 or, or possibly even Superbikes. So, um, and you're, you're, you've got the size um have you been riding that thousand or a, th a thousand at all lately and do you think a bigger bike can help you to when you ride ride the super sport bike uh they're definitely a lot different but when you go from the 1000 to you know say a 600 or a twins bike they start to feel like a toy <laughs> um so it helps in that aspect you, you feel like you can throw the bike around a little bit better but um yeah i don't, I don't know i uh I really wanted to be in the super sport category this year. Um, I was riding my 1000 at the end of last year a little bit and, uh, you know, doing a little bit of testing on that RSV 1100 Aprilia. Um, but yeah, no, going into the off season, I, I really wanted to make the jump to super sport and I really wanted it to be on a Suzuki. Um, so, you know, taking this opportunity with vision wheel and work star Suzuki, it's, the dream come true, you know, maybe there's some 1000 opportunity down the road with that team. So, you know, I got to start small, you know, get on a, a 750, try to prove myself in super sport. And uh, yeah, no, there's a lot of, uh, 
long-term opportunity with that team. I mean, they've been around for, you know, over 25 years. So um, they've got a super bike program, you know, they're open to doing stock 1000 stuff. So it's just a good stepping stone, jump into super sport, get to know the team a little bit, work with them some more. Yeah. And I mean, they've definitely proven that they've had, they've brought up younger riders and they've kind of taken them through the ranks a little bit for sure. And, and, and help them along. So it's good to kind of get in that, I guess, quote Academy, uh, the team hammer Academy a little bit. Um, right. I want to ask you about the difference between the, since you've ridden a, a GSXR 600 quite a bit and have been on the 750, do the two bikes feel any different at all? Uh, really? They're a little different. Um, I think I need a little bit more time on a 750 to give you a more detailed answer. Okay. But when I did get on it for those those four or five laps, it just, it's just a little bit more crispy on the throttle from, you know, zero to 15% throttle. And, uh, oh, sorry about that. Um, yeah, initial throttle, it's uh, it hits just a touch harder. It's got a little bit more torque down low. Uh, but other than that, you know, it's the same chassis and the same suspension. So it handles really good, just like the 600 does. I've heard it jumps off the corners pretty well. That's one of its it's uh, good good features. Is, would you agree with that? I know it's early days for you, but. Yeah, yeah. And you can uh, you can kind of see it if you watch. I remember I was watching that Barber. Uh, there were a few GSX-R 600s out there with the 750s. And when they ride together, you can see you know, the first initial drive out of a corner the 750 takes you know just one or two bike links out of it and you know it's it's a big difference when you string that over the course of a you know 1.5 mile racetrack you know so this year you're going to have obviously a dedicated crew that team is is serious with regard to crew chiefs and and everything so and so down the line and i don't know if that's something that you've had in in full as full to this point in your career. So how are you with working with a crew and with setup? Are you the type of rider that if they say, do you like this better or that better? Or are you a little bit more precise in being able to mechanically talk to them about what you want or what, what the bike's doing, or is it more a feel thing for you? I like to think I'm, I'm pretty detailed about what needs to be done. Uh, I grew up working on bikes and um, you know, that's what I did before I started riding, you know, I was just working on bikes, working on cars. So I think I have a pretty good understanding for what's going on on a motorcycle while I'm riding it. And, uh, I think I have a pretty good understanding of how I like a motorcycle to be set up. Um, but luckily, you know, every team hammer bike I've, I've jumped on, it, it seems to be, you know, the perfect fit. So I don't think I'll, I'll have to do too much changing. That's cool. That's interesting. And, and, um, We'll find out later. I, I think I talked to you this the other day. You don't you don't really know who your crew is going to be yet, but I'm sure it's being being put together. Is is that the plan? Yeah, yeah, we're trying to figure that out right now. Um, still unsure you know, who the crew chief's going to be and, and a few other details, but we're working on that right now and uh, should have some more answers shortly. So, how do you feel about you? You've raced Daytona. You're going to race it again this year. How do you feel about the fact that we've got the two additional, as we call them, extended races, the one at uh, Lag uh, Barbara and Laguna. Um, we don't know the length, but it's going to have a, a required uh, pit stop for a certain amount of time that has to be determined yet. But do you welcome a couple of more, quote, pit stop races uh, beyond Daytona? 
Yeah, yeah, I think it's a cool idea, um, especially with those races being, you know, in the middle of the season, it kind of spices some things up. Um, like you said, we don't know exactly how long those races are going to be yet. So there's a lot of uh, a lot of questions behind behind that and a lot of mystery. But, um, you know, depending on how that plays out, I think it can be a really, really cool, cool thing. And maybe it moves forward into years to come. Well, Sean, I think, uh, I don't know if you have much more for him. Uh, he's obviously a well-spoken kid. He's smart. I'm really looking forward to to watching him race. I think it's a great opportunity for him and also for the team. As you said, they're pretty good with working with young guys and, and kind of pushing them through the different stages of their career. So it's it should be a lot of fun. And yeah, Teague, we're, we're pleased that you were able to to join us today. I know it was pretty short notice and and it's kind of time. It's nice and timely since you just did the deal. So thanks for that. Sean, I probably think you have a little bit something to say about maybe some corner workers. Yeah, you know, I actually going to mention the corner workers, but I got another little thing I want to mention. But Teague, I, I want to thank you for being on and we, and we both wish you good luck. We're really thrilled about the fact that you're going to be on that team and and we, we, ex we expect and hope for big things from you. So. Um, yeah. Thank you guys for uh, you know having me on. So it's always a good time. I think uh, uh, last time we did this was uh, this time last year. So it was, uh, it was good to talk to you guys again. And like I said, thank you. Now you're a factory star. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So Teague, I'm going to talk a little bit about corner workers, but I want to get your perspective. Um, basically, I at the end of our podcast, I try to let everybody know to go on Moto America Volunteers Facebook page and get connected to sign up to be corner workers uh, at, uh, well, certainly starting, starting at Daytona, but at all our rounds. And as our chief Mar uh, marshal says, David Hawley, um, we can't ever have enough people helping. So he's never experienced a situation where He's turned anybody away. In fact, the more the merrier all the time. And it, it goes from picking up bikes to being on the grid to doing things even, even around the, the paddock involved with that whole thing and safety. So um, what's your perspective on corner workers? Uh, you know, I'm sure you love them as much as we do. And, you know, and, and you don't want to meet them because generally it's when they're going to pick your bike up, but it's good that they're there. Am I yeah. right? Yeah, uh, unfortunately, I've gotten up close and personal with them and, and you know, in the dirt gravel traps and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, they're they're always really nice people. And um, like you said, uh, they volunteer their time, their effort. You know, they, they pay to get themselves there. It's uh, it's really cool what they do for the sport, you know, and, you know, we can't can't go ride our motorcycles without them. So, um you know, when you meet them, they're always really cool down to earth people. And, you know, they just love the sport. They love motorcycles. They love racing. So, you know, the people that volunteer their time to do this, it's, it's, you know, more appreciated than they know. So I want to change the subject just real quick. So thanks again, Teague. Um, I just want to mention um, a few weeks ago, we had put this on our social media and it, it, it's a lot of you probably saw this, that, um, Andrew Wheeler had passed away, a, a beloved uh, photographer from around. He, he was from England, but he lived in this country for a long time and is uh, more, most recently lived in Austin, Texas. But he shot a lot of photos of MotoGP guys, some amazing stuff, just get, got some angles and shots and color that you wouldn't see from anybody else. And he was in our paddock and we'd see him around and he always had a smile on his face 
Um, I know I know Paul knew him well as as well. Um, and I just wanted to mention that there there is a service for him um, on January 28th, which is is that uh, oh it's it's tomorrow. Okay, so it's on Saturday uh, at 3 p.m. and it's at King's King Tears Mortuary in uh, East Austin, Texas. But the good thing about this is that they're going to have a live feed, um, so you can watch the service. And I'm sure a lot of people are going to be there to uh, to eulogize and say great things about what Andrew meant to them personally and meant to people in the paddock and meant to racing in general. So. I just wanted to mention that they King King Tears Mortuary. If you Google it, they have a website. Um, it's in East Austin, Texas. But uh, again, it's it's there's going to be a live feed feed and an online ser uh, service that you can watch. So you can you can tune in if you'd like to and um, give your thoughts and prayers to Andrew Andrew and his family. So you know, Godspeed to him again. Um, it's sad that we lost him this soon, and he was a tremendous guy. Yeah, thanks for that, Sean. Yeah. So uh, we'll wrap up there, but uh, great again, Teague, for having us on. And Paul, we'll, uh, we'll do it again next week. Yes, we will. Bye, guys. <laughs> Have a good weekend. All right. See you. Thanks, guys.